co-founder of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. We're bringing together mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescence and help you build a better relationship with your teenager and help raise the next generation of change makers. In this episode, I want to talk about the F word, failure, when it happens to our kids and when it happens to us. Look, we all fail. Teenagers, parents, it's inevitable. And I think we have to reframe our ideas of what failure means and how we talk about it, especially when it comes to our teenagers. What we say about their so-called failure affects their self-worth and how we talk to them about their so-called failures and our own really matters. Helping them reframe is an important part of helping them learn and letting them know we as their parents are there to support them. Here's a recent example from someone I know. A friend of mine shared how their teen applied for a summer job as a lifeguard and was turned down. This kid had dreamt of being a lifeguard. They really wanted it. This parent, after validating their disappointment, pointed out that they didn't get turned down because of any kind of personal failing. The fact of the matter was that they didn't have any work experience, which didn't make them a great candidate. They encouraged their kid to think of failure in objective terms. Together, they took a look at what the teen could do differently to increase their chances of success next time. While the job provided first aid training, the teen didn't have any certifications on their own. Instead of accepting defeat, so to speak, they encouraged their kid to get a certification so they'd have something to show on their resume. Afterwards, when the teen applied for a different lifeguard position, they were finally accepted. I like this story because it's a great example of reframing failure when a teen doesn't achieve a goal. We as parents can help our kids change their relationship with so-called failure and help them view it as a learning experience instead of taking it personally. I've always told my kids there's no way you can get through life without failing. Navigating failure is an important life skill and we need to accept that it will happen. Of course, this is easier said than done. Failing feels awful, but if we validate those feelings, we can then help our kids start to change their relationship with failure. And by the way, it's important to validate our own feelings of secondhand disappointment because sometimes when our kids fail, we feel like failures too, especially when we know how badly they want to achieve something. One of my sons is totally type A like me. He puts a lot of pressure on himself and he responds pretty well to problem-solving conversations. When he doesn't do as well as he would like to on a test, I'll say things like, let's take a look at the process you went through. What can you do differently next time? Do you think you need to study more? Was the material harder than you expected? Was there time to go to your teacher beforehand or possibly work with a tutor? We have conversations like this a lot. I always remind him that all you can do is try your best. However, my two other sons are different. They need more time to process their disappointment. They're less open to problem-solving talks. This has been one of my biggest parenting challenges with teenagers because I always want to jump right to the solutions to talk about what they can do differently next time. Because their feelings of disappointment make me uncomfortable and I want to make them feel better. But guess what? 
Sitting with my own discomfort is an important part of their process. I wait until they process their disappointment. This can take a while. Then we can have a conversation where we get back to the drawing board and start looking for what they can learn from the situation. For teens to turn into healthy adults, I think it's important to normalize the process of trying something, not succeeding, and trying again. Our culture loves success and loves to worship successful people, especially people who portray themselves as successful on social media. I think kids feel a lot of pressure and drive to succeed at everything they do. I don't want my kids to lose sight of how much growth can come from not being immediately successful. Instead of putting so much emphasis on outcomes, I try to use so-called failures as opportunities to help my kids reflect and grow and see the beauty in the process. Okay, parents, listen up. Are you having a lot of arguments or conflict with your teen or preteen? Do you wish you could have more peace of mind knowing that your teen is on the right track? Or that you could motivate your teen to be more proactive, taking on personal responsibility? Here's how Teen Brain Trust courses can help you. They're self-paced and online, so you can learn conveniently on the go. And they give parents a scientific foundation for raising their teenagers. Plus, practical tools to use when you're at your wit's end. The courses teach the best tactics for motivating teenagers, helping them develop critical thinking skills, and there's an entire course just on helping teens manage their emotions. One parent even called our motivation course a game changer. Right now, Hope Punk Parenting Podcast listeners get the first month for free. Visit teenbraintrust.com and use the code podcast at checkout. As a bonus, when you sign up for Teen Brain Trust courses, you'll access our private community just for parents of adolescents. You can bounce ideas off of each other, brag, complain, whatever. It's kind of like Instagram without all the ads. But wait, there's more. We know how hard it is to watch our kids fail, but what about when we as parents fail? We can feel just as bad, maybe even worse. But I'm here to make the case that parents failing is an opportunity for teenagers. Yes, an opportunity. A little later, I'll tell you about some of my parenting failures. But first, hear me out. How is me failing an opportunity for my kids? One, I always remember that my failures can be valuable learning experiences for my kids. How we as parents respond to our failures sets an important example for them. First and foremost, when this happens, we have to own it. Owning our mistakes accomplishes something similar to validation. If we yell at our kid, which happens, owning up to it acknowledges that it happened. It puts everyone back on equal footing. So many times we parents mess up and do something we wouldn't tolerate our kids doing and then don't acknowledge that we're in the wrong. Like when we yell at them, then blame the kid for making us yell, or we make it seem like yelling is okay when it's the parent doing it, not the teenager. If we want our teens to learn from us, we need to own up when we do things we wouldn't tolerate from them. And this is a big part of modeling for our teens how to admit our failures gracefully. When we demonstrate how to own up to mistakes and our kids inevitably make their own, they'll know how to take responsibility rather than blame others or avoid consequences. By the way, We have a great article on TeenBrainTrust.com's Brain Food blog about modeling behavior for teenagers. Once we own up to our mistake or failure, 
we can follow that up by looking at what literally happened and what we can do differently next time. I lost my temper and yelled at you, which made me feel guilty and ashamed. It made you feel hurt and confused. Next time when I feel like I'm going to lose my temper, I'm going to take a moment for myself, take some deep breaths, and come back once I feel like I can continue without losing control. That's a pretty common scenario. But the framework for clearing up mistakes by looking at what we can do differently works in all types of scenarios, even when the situation is messier and cleanup takes much more time. I know that it can feel deeply upsetting to make a mistake, especially when it impacts our kids, but mistakes show that we are human. Owning up to them shows our kids that making mistakes is okay and that mistakes can be fixed and corrected. Children and teens often put us parents on pedestals, and most of the time, we don't mind it, but this is also how they pick up the cue to try and be, quote, perfect in our eyes. As for myself, I can think of so many parenting mistakes I've made. Just hop on over to our podcast episode, Teens and College Stress, Don't Make My Mistake, and see for yourself. Bottom line, We're going to make mistakes because we're human beings, but when we commit an unforced error, modeling accountability and clear communication for our teens teaches them how to handle themselves when they inevitably botch up a test or fail the driver's exam or don't get admitted to their top school or get rejected for a team. The list is endless. This is why I think it's so important to normalize failure for our teens and ourselves. If you want to learn more about teen brain development and parenting science, or discover the Hope Punk parenting community, visit www.teenbraintrust.com. <laughs>